Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the return of the Yo Show. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff the Shark Perini, Jewel, looking slender and losing that weight, Tatey. Jewel looking fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. Um, we've been away for a little while. I've seen Jewel. Jewel has seen me. We've hung out. We've gotten a few um, beverages in our system here and there as uh, Jewel has now become local again. But it's, you know, as great as it is to sit right by Jewel, it is better to sit right across from Jewel and bring new people to goddamn Yosha. Yes, I'm with you there. Really am. Good to be back. I am. Absolutely. Um, new little thing on the Yosha that we're going to be featuring that you probably won't see me and Jewel did a hard clunk, a little cheers, and a big slam of beer. New Yosho thing. Much needed. Much needed. Jewel, of course, is drinking the uh, conventional official beer of Jewel Tady, Miller High Life. Look for the Jewel Tady Yosho Miller High Life posters, beer <laughs> distributors near you. Um, if you find it, let me know, because I sure as hell haven't seen it either. <laughs> I still have yet to get my champagne bottle of High Life. I was very much looking for that, but I have to find one. one. I saw one. No. I saw one somewhere. I forget where. I don't remember where, and I remember I didn't buy it because I'm horrible. I'm like the world's worst co-host. I'm terrible. You don't have to buy it. Just tell me where it is. <laughs> oh, no, I have. I have to buy it. We have <laughs> to have it. We have. We got to sit here on an episode and chug the ever living crap out of it. Awesome. That'd be fun. <laughs> In the uh, spirit of the recent passing of our nation's birthday in 1776, I'm drinking Sam 76. Is it's delicious. I enjoy it very much. So we're back. Let's stop BSing and let's get right to it. And a huge thank you to the last guy we had on our ship. Um, last time we were with you, it was Troy David Hendrickson. A.K.A. Aunt Mary, A.K.A. Miss Troy, uh, Jewel Tady, hit me with this really quickly, because if you remember, tomorrow night was supposed to be the night that Aunt Mary Pat was supposed to be at. Um, I know it is. Tomorrow night is the night that he is at. Um, I can't remember the new name of the bar now. Fiddler Green. The the. What, what is it? I don't know. Fiddler anyway, it's Green. Where is that? In Northeast Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm like the word. There it is. I'm sorry, Troy, for listening, and I suck. It is the. 
<laughs> it is the Fiddler Green Tavern, which is in the corner of Buckton and Philmont in the Great Northeast. Uh, former, like, Whiskey uh, Tango and all that. So it's the Fiddler Green, uh, and it's called, the event is Aunt Mary Pat Karaoke. That is tomorrow night. Dude, I'm going to try and get go. And we should go. I mean, especially karaoke. That's how we met. Oh, my God. So Drew and I first, <laughs> we first, like, got our bro-sister mance for karaoke. Because we, we gotta get you know, told each other we were phenomenal singers. <laughs> we get there. <laughs> and truth out. My singing, as the kids say these days, garbage. I am it's like a, uh, <laughs> you do. You're like a cross between Fergie and <laughs> that was Jesus. Yeah. yeah, it was like awesome. Yeah, but that's tomorrow <laughs> at the Fiddler Green Tavern. Check out my good friend Troy Dennison, aka Aunt Mary Pat D. Sabatino for Aunt Mary Pat Karaoke. God, that's going to be great. And uh, maybe you'll see your favorites uh, from the O Show. I mean. Kind of thinking people that listen in that live in the area will go knowing you'll be there to see what you look like because you only hear your voice, me. Nobody really cares. We'll go. You know, set up a little table, some autographs, some uh, I like merch it. for we you. Should, we should definitely sign autographs because that <laughs> and 50 cents gets you one hell of a newspaper. <laughs> All right. So tonight on our program, we came back. Uh, after our little hiatus, because we had an actress we tried to get on a little while back, and then we had a little snafu with that that evening, and now she has been so kind to come back. Um, Captain Marvel was the big movie. Um, the Marvel Universe was just huge over the last year. Uh, the Ooh. actress is Sharon Blinn, and she played the character of Soren and Captain Marvel. I'm very excited. Uh, she's great. Just great. I can't wait. Um, Lots to talk about, too. Actress, uh, survivor of ovarian cancer, spokesperson, just great stuff. So um, that'll be around 8.30. Serious caps on at 8.30. We have 25 minutes to be absolutely ridiculous, like we always do here on our program. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's a little dark in our area there, Jewel Tady. you got to step into the light here. Like that. I mean, I'm pregnant this year. In the cave, under construction, get there. On a construction. I like that because we're uh, we're moving forward here with some of the greatest programs ever. Now, I'm going to ask this question. Me and Jewel didn't, didn't have our usual pre-show meeting. So I'm going to ask you about your top five list. I'm pretty sure you didn't get it. <laughs> I have mine, but... You have yours? Okay. It's probably going to be different than yours. Probably. At the topic tonight, I was going to go with top five Marvel superheroes in, in honor of Sharon, but I think we did that before. I think we did do it, yeah. So I don't want to repeat it, because I know everybody out there, the millions of listeners going to our archives, and like, they did that before, and now the list is different. So <laughs> in honor of our great country and the recent ridiculousness on Facebook, with people posting ridiculous, hate-worthy stuff, <laughs> um, top five words that have become cringeworthy. And it could be a few ways. Words you hear to just make you go, Rrr! Or words you hear to make you go, Ugh. or words that it's 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 like, <laughs> exactly like that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, see tomorrow night, Aunt Mary Pat karaoke 
tools and things to make you go. <laughs> Here's a little snippet of what you can expect <laughs> tomorrow night, Aunt Mary Beck. Karaoke. But top five words that become cringeworthy from one way or the other. Um, I'm going to start at number five. And my number five word, and again, I'm not trying to offend anybody, my number five has become snowflake. And even when it snows out now and people say snowflakes, I just get that. Oh, the word is just taking on such a, a different meaning now. It's taking on meaning of, you know, people that get upset or people that are offended or what have you. I don't usually use that right now, but I hear it. And, and it's like, stop looking at me like that, Jewel. Sure, he's got the chills. Uh, Number four is the word. <laughs> I can't even say this word without laughing hard. Hard. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you try, try saying it with a straight face in front of, like, relatives. Hard. Grandparents. Hard. Yeah, it's yeah, just hard. It makes people's eyes bug out. Number three, one of the most famous cringeworthy words, a buzzword that took on a meaning of its own. Of course, that's moist. That is a word that just makes everybody shiver. <laughs> I don't even talk about moist cake anymore because I'm afraid that somebody's going to just look at me. I don't the wrong like way. it, but there's there's worse, worse words, but uh, still not a There fan. is. There is, like number two, which is spunk. <laughs> spunk used to mean something. Used to mean like a nice characteristic of like having that extra oomph in you. Now that's so you're more likely to find them porn up. And number one, and uh, it's it's like the spring and summer, so a lot of people are out fishing, and I hear this word a lot, and it makes me just laugh hysterically. Rod. Rod. R-O-D. <laughs> rod. You got your rod? It just it automatically goes to the wrong place. Even though you're talking about fishing, dude may have a rod in his hand. You know, I'm going to stop right there because I just said rod in his hand. Uh, it's time for Jewel Teddy's list. That's it for me. <laughs> This is my rifle. This is my gun. Uh, you went top the opposite direction than I did. <laughs> I That's okay. That can make the top like, five is like, so beautiful. Cringe. And I did like cringe, like annoying, like what the teenagers are saying these days. And I, I can't like stand too, it. But that's great. I'm that's around cool. teenagers a lot. <laughs> and these are my top five. Oh, my God. I, I can't get over these words. Okay. Number five is bet. Everything's, hey, hey, you good? Bet. Bet I'm good. Like, but it's just Ugh. bet. Like, they just answer everything with bet. Or they're excited for something. It's like, bet. It's annoying. Um, number four. You have to agree with me on this one. It's lit. Everything is lit. Litty. The city is litty. Like, I cannot get over this damn word. And it just won't go away. I thought it was going to be like a fad. Mm. No. Sticking around still. Um, number three. This, I feel, is one of the more recent ones, but it's still annoying. Nonetheless, um, slumped. If someone is tired or they passed out, they're slumped. I just, I don't like slumped. the sound of it. I think it's annoying. It's just a made-up freaking word. And I'm down with it. I miss the 90s. Number two, tight. Tight. Like, I feel tight was brought back in the worst way. Like, kids are tight all the time now for everything. It's 
overpowering. Everything tight. And number one, all time cringeworthy words I've heard in the past couple of have been Gucci. If the thing is cool or down, it's Gucci. Oh, it's, it's Gucci. Gucci. Okay. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. As always, for our, it's as always for our great technology or cut you out the first time. But yeah, I've, I've seen that <laughs> Gucci. And, you know, I want to invent a buzzword. Like, if something's really great and amazing and everybody loves it, let's call it taco. Because everybody loves tacos. Yo, man, that is taco. 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 That's it. That's our new word here. We're going to say to Sharon when she comes on. Gonna go, man, I heard Captain Marvel is taco. And she's going to hang up on us. It's going to be great. <laughs> the greatest, shortest interview ever. But a good list. And I like the way you did it. We, It's more or less words that make you crazy in some aspect, whether it be you hate them or they make you sick or they make you twins or whatever. My top five. Number five, I'm not going to repeat because it almost made Jewel cry when I said snowflake. Number four is hard. I think I actually said that to my wife's grandmother this past weekend, and I almost wanted to cry. Number three is moist. <laughs> supposed to mean a cake. It doesn't. Number two is spunk. No more is that huspa or charisma. Now it's something different. Number one, of course, for the poor fishing, it's rod. Well, Tatey went out with the uh, punk kid slang. Number five, bet. Number four that. is lit. And I honestly thought lit would have been dead by now, but it's not. Number three is uh, what I was this morning, slumped. Because so I was wiped out. My wife got me up to the park crack of dawn to drive down to Baltimore. Number two is tight. Number one, of course, is Gucci. Sorry. We might have been gone. We might have been gone. We didn't forget Joel Tatey. Oh, my God. Bro, too. I can't stand <laughs> Bro. Bro. And that was like, and I I followed that Sixers 24-7 page. It's bra, bra. Um, the new one, instead of calling somebody boy, it's who's that bull, B-U-L. Like, who's that boy? Like, they're, well, bull, I mean, it's like a silly thing, though, so I don't hate on that necessarily. <sighs> bro is Guido slang. North Let me try Jersey. <laughs> Hey. Hey, there's bro, there's bro, there's bra, there's bull. Man, say what you mean. Take life easier yeah. on all of us. I think Jersey were just, you know, accelerated the bro termage. Possible. Termage. That's the word of the day. That's a word, too. Well, um, <laughs> let's touch on this. Let's touch on this very briefly. I do, despite what many people think. Because as always, you read things on Facebook and automatically assume I want to congratulate the U.S. women's soccer team on their World Cup championship. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, there's certain players on the team that have sparked controversy. There's certain players on the team that have rebutted that controversy with their own great performances. And I'm just happy. I'm an American. I'm proud. I'm not sexist because it came out when I mentioned about their Arrogance, I was told that was being sexist because nobody calls men arrogant. Ladies and gentlemen, real quickly, the men's U.S. soccer team isn't arrogant because they suck. They have no right to be arrogant. They're terrible. They don't win nothing. 
But I don't like showboating, though, like in any sport. I was just always told not to gloat or showboat, like, with anything that's basketball, baseball, like, whatever. So um, I don't want to appreciate that. You know, I went to Penn State in the Joe Pa days, and, like, that was a huge Like, for whatever you want to say about Joe Pa, like, no one has the names on the back of their jersey. Like, one unit, you know what I mean, working together and – he absolutely never won it from his team. And it made it more I, – I, what? Unit. Unit is actually one of the words I forgot on my list, but it's kind of hard to say unit anymore also. Unit? Mm-hmm. Unit, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Finish your thoughts. Sorry. But, yeah, but, I mean, I'm I'm proud of country. I'm not – I'm not thrilled with the annex of the flag and the young lady that picked up the flag, Kelly O'Hara, who was like my favorite because I love her. I think she's a cutie. But that's in here nor there. I mean, everybody's got their own statement. I'm not being that guy anymore to tell people don't, don't act like this, don't act like that. That's not me. Do whatever you want to do. You pay for your repercussions with other people. You're not paying for them with me. I really could care less. I guess so. I'm I didn't gone. see what happened with the flag. I didn't. There was a, a moment where one young lady was holding the flag and kind of placed it on the ground, and the celebration went on as the flag was laying on the ground. And again, whatever. Was it purposeful? Or? I looked like it was. Again, okay. not my call. Mm-hmm. So I don't care. Okay. I know kills. <laughs> As my child would say, I know kills. I don't have a child, but that's what he would probably say. <laughs> Inner child me says that, though. I don't kills. Like when my <laughs> wife says something, I try to, like, be cute and talk like a baby. I don't kills. Um, I do that. Slap you around after that? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. She's like, what? I'm like, I don't kills. That's my child voice. Uh, <laughs> let's get to a little bit of uh, some serious news real quick. Joel Lady over, like, the week, a couple of very tragic losses. Uh, 27-year-old L.A. Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs passed away in his hotel room. Um, they were away uh, preparing for a game. There's a report that a uh, male was found unresponsive with Skaggs who had passed away at the age of 27. And then, of course, the other day, 20-year-old uh, Disney Channel star Cameron Boyce passed away as well. Two pretty tragic things. Uh, young men under 30 with big careers ahead of them and a really unfortunate end. Um, I don't know if you were aware of either one of these stories, Jewel. Um, share some insight if you can. No. So sad. I remember seeing um, you know, Cameron on Jesse and stuff because my niece was watching. It's just so crazy. Uh, what Apparently, and um, he had a bad episode. But, yeah, I mean, you never know. It's just so tragic, these young stars. Yeah, it it can take anybody at any time. It's kind of a thing that, like, I laugh when I see the things that people get mad at and the things that people want to protest and argue with each other and all that. I mean, you can be gone in a second. And it doesn't make a difference if you're successful, like Skaggs, or like... Uh, Cameron Boyce. It doesn't really make a difference who you are. It can go so quick. And what we try to do on our show is just bring some light and some joy and some fun. And we're the kind of people, if you've ever met 
Jewel and I in public, you'll see people just like to have fun and, and be friendly and outgoing. That, that's kind of the message we want to spread on the people. And, of course, uh, to the families of uh, Cameron Boys, the families of Tyler Skaggs, the people at Disney, the, the people of uh, the LA Angels who had a great tributes, um, were saddened for your loss. And uh, our prayers go out to both families and uh, God, tragic. Just tragic news, but we bring that here. We're, we cover entertainment of all sorts. So, very sad. Yes. Very quickly, um, I know you're not familiar with the names, but the NBA free agency thing just hit us by storm. Philadelphia 76ers let Jimmy Butler leave. I'm okay with that. Al Horford is now here. Um, Josh Richardson is now here. A new look Sixer team. Jewel, this team is like one of the top two or three favorites to win the NBA championship this year. Are you stoked? Are you? Do you get excited over predictions and speculations and projections? I do, but you know, it seems sometimes that we get our hopes up for nothing, especially in the city. Um, yeah, I mean, it was sad to lose JJ and Butler, you know, but um, freaking have Zion and JJ. I didn't realize that. And they both played yeah. Duke, which is crazy. So I might have to go to a Sixers game when they come to town. That's really pretty. That's the kind of, you know, that's the thing. Like, there's a few teams out there now. New Orleans, after all, they're willing and doing, and and Phoenix teams like that that keep drafting and build a team. You know, all these super teams are building themselves. The Kawhi and Paul George, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. You know, even the Sixers, Joel, Ben, Horford, to get all these guys. But, um, you know, good luck to the teams that build it from scratch. So, you know, I would like to see the Hornets. I like, I mean, the Hornets, I'm sorry, the um, Pelicans. And uh, I think they come to town once. Maybe we'll try to get down there, check it out. That'd be pretty cool. It's going to be a crazy season. But I agree, like I said. Yeah, it's going to be good. They got a lot of nice young pieces together. They may not be perfect to be able to be at first while they all learn, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun to see. And I'm dying to see what the Sixers do here with the uh, Horford, who's more of a veteran leader, poised, got a good basketball head on his shoulders. It should help uh, Joel and Ben. And God, the championship. But I agree with your um, analogy of how the city reacts. Your co host over here was dancing in the street when Bryce Harper signed. Now the Phillies have. You know? <laughs> you know, I was like ordering my World Series tickets. I'm like, eh, we got Bryce Harbor. It's over. It's over. I know. Right? The same one we had the four lead pitchers. Like, we had Lee, who was it? Hamels. Um, no, I remember that. Yeah, we had the uh, we had Lee, so Hamels, Oswald, and Halliday. It was like the four aces, and mm-hmm. people were already like putting us in the World Series, and Mark Hilda went. I mean, I pray they do well. It's just, you know, leave it when I say it. <laughs> I'll still support. I will support. I will watch. I'm actually trying to go down to the opening day for Sixers. Eagles are coming up. I support. Flyers suck, and I still support. I'm going to support the Sixers as well. Very excited. Another year. It's upon us. I think we're about 98 days away from opening day for the Sixers. I'm very excited. Um, I have people going. trying to blow up our phone lines. <laughs> I'm so yeah, excited I'm for waiting. them to come on. 
I'm waiting for people to blow up the phone lines because I told people, you know, if you got a, an opinion about soccer or your great country, you just want to be heard and you know, give us Marvel <laughs> fans. So, <laughs> yeah, you can be Marvel fans. 23 minutes in, and uh, the only call on our board right now is Jules. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, so the University of Japan did a study, and this is a study that I've been aware of for a long time. Now, all of a sudden, they do it, and it's this big deal. And this one goes to my buddy CJ, because I talk about this all the time. Science now confirms that dogs can recognize a bad person. That's right. Dogs do, in fact, have that instinct. And it's funny because as friendly and loving as my little Henry is, my friend CJ comes in, who is not a dog person. He senses it. He barks. He backs away. Uh, I've always believed this. Um, you know, the joke from that Ace Ventura, animals can sense evil. I've always believed animals can sense evil. They can sense hurt in their owners. And they can definitely mm-hmm. sense love. Joel Tady, your thoughts on the subject. I believe all of that, all of what you just said. Um, I just, I've been thinking about it recently too. Like I feel so safe with my dog and I know my dog would like freaking attack someone if he ever came near me or my daughter. So I, I don't know. I feel the sense of security. I feel like, um, you know, she lets me know right away if something's not right. And um, yeah, I just feel so safe. And if anyone comes in and, you know, I feel uncomfortable. She's uncomfortable. So she senses that and then just goes into, you know, race mode. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And it's got to be a little more regular. Um, today, we were leaving for Baltimore, and our dog had his tail down the whole time. Didn't want to acknowledge us. Ran mm-hmm. us. Then we came home, his tags, tail's wagging. He's all excited. Uh, speaking of excitement, we're going to make a timeout because I'm very excited for what I got going on right here. Right now, on the phone line, we had the amazing and wonderful actress, the wonderful Miss. I missed the phone. To, um, hang on, Sharon. Don't hang up on us. Okay, <laughs> let's try this again. Now, let's try this again. With us now is the amazing Sharon Blinn. Sharon, welcome to the Yoko. Thank you for having me. Hi, I hope Sharon. You can all right, yay, hi. Yes. <laughs> we have contact. There we yeah. go, we got you. Yeah, sometimes a little delay, we do apologize for that. It's our uh, low-budget technology. But <laughs> we uh, appreciate taking <laughs> the time out to be with us. Um, so we're uh, going to jump right into some questions, if you don't mind. Obviously, once again, thanks for being on with us. And everybody that knows you and has seen you around the talk show circuit, because I know you've been out and about, uh, you're recently in the Captain Marvel movie, you played the character of Soren. Question, what's it like to be in such a big franchise like Marvel Universe and being in one of their movies? Tell us a little something about it. Uh, well, I'm a huge Marvel fan since childhood, awesome. so it's uh, beyond, obviously, the thrill as an actor to be part of uh, a franchise of that nature as a fan, <laughs> even more so as a fan. <laughs> it is just yeah. beyond my wildest imagination. <laughs> I will never not be completely geeked out about being in that movie <laughs> and in the right. MCU. Just never. Yeah. <laughs> it's so amazing. And, and not only are you in a Marvel movie, but it's the first female superhero lead um, in the Marvel universe. 
and the first female director um, directing a Marvel movie. So how, how did that make you feel? Because I, I know you, um, you know, one of your goals is empowering women and just to be in this and Captain, Captain Marvel kicks ass. Let's just say it. So yes. how's it feel to be? Uh, <laughs> all of what Mr. you Hood. said pretty much is that's, that's all my, that's Sharon Blinn jam is just yeah. you know, female <laughs> empowerment and also just, I love being part of a trailblazing um, part of the Marvel Universe, and they've always done that. They've always done different things to, to blaze trails and carve new paths and and, and make things that are seemingly uh, outlier things be the thing that is makes someone cool or strong. You know, the, the flaws are really the strengths. And, and so all of these things that represent empowering all kinds of people from all the widest of all backgrounds is it's just that's why I've always loved Marvel. And so just to be part of this, especially in the times that we're in right now, that is such a, a, a powerful statement. And even the scenes that we're in and the statements that those scenes make um, are, are just, I don't want to know spoilers, just in case there are a few people who haven't seen it out there. Um, <laughs> they're pretty powerful, the things that, that what those scenes represent um, in today's world. So it's, it's all just completely, you know, up my alley. Yeah. Terrific. Do you so think cool. that had a um, Do you think that had an influence in you getting the role? Like, um, did they point you out and you think to yourself, "These people think I'm badass, so let me go." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they might have seen my bald head and say, "Hey, that might work." Um, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, these days it, it's actually an interesting thing for actors to think about. Do do people look at your social media pages and do they influence whether people do or don't bring you in for a role? Because um, you know, politics are kind of infused into everything these days. And sometimes I think about that. Should I be less vocal or not? And, you know, there's just, there's, it's just not in my DNA to silence myself. And which is another message of the movie, actually, ironically, of Captain Marvel is, you know, not, uh, not silencing your voice, you know, standing right. your ground and not just standing your ground, but really standing up for yourself and not being afraid to express who you are and whatever that means to you. And that's, you know, so, you know, who knows? I don't know, but I, I just, I got an audition like any other audition, although unlike any other audition, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, and went from there, so. Great. I'd Not like to think a, it was my work in the room that got me the role. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it is. I mean, I already told a few minutes if I got that present. I definitely think that has something to do with it. Uh, we're talking about, like, freedom of speech and, and the freedom of work and stuff like that. And we're not going to get into political dynamics. We don't do that here on the show. But um, did you watch any U.S. soccer? Is that your thing? I did actually. I um, I don't watch that kind of stuff year round. But there was so much news around it, and I, I actually did wake up. I'm on the West Coast at the moment, so I did wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, and I had a rehearsal for a show. So I actually had to leave just about halfway through. I, I actually saw both goals in the five minutes that they happened, and then I, I had to leave. So I kind of was in suspense for the next hour. Uh, someone at the rehearsal said, hey, they won. And I was like, yes, that's so good. That's yeah, awesome. It was, a, it was a tough game. Very very physical, but a, but a great game. So congratulations. Yeah, amazing. That, that The goalie from the Netherlands should be MVP, even though they didn't win. Yeah. So that first half, I mean, she blocked four goals that were <laughs> Man, she was amazing, actually. <laughs> I know. Um, so uh, getting back to uh, Marvel, we heard you met Stan Lee at a Comic-Con a while back. Um, yeah. 
and it's so sad to hear about his passing in the past year. Mm-hmm. I mean, being a huge fan myself, um, what was that like? Like, did you have any idea you were going to get into the universe at that point, or no? It was the furthest thing from the possibilities of my mind. I was just going to Comic Con because that's what I do. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, he was speaking on a panel, and my boyfriend actually had already been there, and he so he was kind of scoped out the scene, and I we magically found each other in the crowd, and he was about to leave actually because it was the end of the panel. And I was like, no, 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 we can't leave. I really want to try and meet Stan Lee. So we kind of, he's a, he used to play football at USC. So he kind of did this whole chalk. Oh, wow. He posted me up, like, next to where the backstage is. And he, he posted me in front. He stood further back with his camera ready. And he's like, okay, when I tell you to go behind the curtain, you go. And I was like, but why? I'm all the way over here. You're back there. He's like, just do it. <laughs> so then he said, okay, Stan's coming off the stage. Go. And so I moved behind the curtain. And I was standing right down at the base of the stairs that he was coming down. So he's coming basically right down toward me. So I just, my face lit up and I was like, hi, can I take a picture with you? It's like in slow motion, you know, and I, I kind of, he's like, yes, of course, beautiful. And I put my arm, he put my arm, his arm around me and I turned Aww. around and Brandon was right there with the camera. He had it on video. So it wasn't like the one shot, the, the one still shot with the eyes closed. He just videotaped the whole thing. And then we pulled a still from it, a couple of stills. It was perfect. It was magical, and he was just amazing. And I, I just thought that was the pinnacle of my Stanley since childhood bucket list. Check it off. Yay! I met Stanley. I couldn't do that, and had no idea that two years later I would be where I am now. So that is yeah. absolutely <laughs> awesome. It's all, and yeah. I and I saw the picture. Of course, you know when we get sort of a show, I I peruse through the social media, saw your Facebook page, and the look. Such genuine excitement to be meeting Stan. Picture is just perfect. That's like the greatest picture. I know that that is exactly and that that face meeting him and also that is how I feel about being in MCU. That is how I will always feel. It'll never dim or anything. That facial expression that you see is like how I feel about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I mean it's been around forever, but marvel has really exploded like way even surpassing dc of course um with their movies and comics but um i i i try to go to comic-con every year and it was about five years ago and no it had to be more than that but the the stands were much more open like years ago when comic-con first started you know getting this buzz and i saw stan lane he was like 20 feet away so i was like take a picture of you could like Crowd. Now it's like mania. Like Comic Con is yeah. insane. So, uh, do you have any Comic Con uh, appearances coming up? Because I know they're they're going around now. They usually come around in the summer time. I'm nothing nothing official. I mean, I am going down to San Diego for a couple of the days this weekend, and uh, I haven't. I'm not doing anything kind of official. And I think even Marvel isn't necessarily doing anything official for this one um, that I know of. And I know even DC isn't like I don't know. There's something about with some of the major studios aren't doing as much at this coming San Diego Comic Con as they usually have. Hmm. Um, and we uh, they just had anime here in LA, and uh, saw a couple of things from that. But um, not not doing anything official. But I'll be there and see what happens. <laughs> That's just so cool. You're time, you're sure. part of that world forever. Like you are set in stone. Like this is your role, and it's just it has to be such a great feeling. 
It is. It's amazing. And, you know, well, spoiler, we, we, we're not dead yet, so who knows what can happen with <laughs> 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 the scrolls. Always come back. Have you yeah. been, um, well, even if you're dead, I guess, you know. Yeah, you, you can always come, come back. back. That, yeah. Again, no spoilers, yeah. but that doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, no. I use the term it, question mark. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. The, the term has been used a lot, so I don't feel bad to say it. Um, I guess Marvel geeks or comic book geeks. Have you been approached yet? Have people recognized you on the street? I mean, like, whoa, there's Sorn. Get Have you been swarmed by people that no, are starting to recognize know, that's, you? That's sort of the... I don't know if you, it could be an advantage or a disadvantage, depending on the perspective or the or the moment you're you're talking about. But I can be pretty incognito because people, even people who know me, they they have told me they wouldn't have known it was me unless they because they heard my voice and they were kind of like I, that sounds like Sharon, you know. So I can sort of be low key about it. Um, but you know, I looked at it and I was like, I can see my face in there, but I know what I look like. <laughs> um, but no, it's not like when I've been in the theaters, like for Captain Marvel, when I was when I, I did go and see it also in the theater, you know, because uh, I'm a fan. <laughs> um, and Spider Man too, like you know, I, I I'm in the theater and it's like, okay, well, I'm a bald girl, so maybe they might think they might double take, but you know, not just because I'm a bald chick, but maybe because they think I'm her, but. No, I haven't really had to. I haven't had that fangirl experience unless I'm in directly that context, you know. So, Makes like sense. at the Spider-Man premiere, because they knew I was there, at, you know, because I'm part of Captain Marvel. So, people were they saw me getting interviewed, and then so they were coming up, and it, that was kind of amazing too. Kids, like these adorable kids, like eleven, twelve-year-old kids, were coming up to me and just like, "Hi, Sharon." And I was like, I, at first, I was like, kind of, "How do you even know who I am? Like, what is that?" Well, okay. Um, but they just were so giddy and happy and joyful. And it's just, that's the energy I love around the whole, the whole thing. Even on the set, it was sort of that same energy. I think everyone who works on the films is sort of, is a fan. So the energy on the set for Captain Marvel was similar to that. Just this kind of, you know, loving what you do, but also loving what you're doing it for is kind of, it's just everything. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. affiliated with Disney now. Like, I wonder if Captain Marvel, like, the ride is coming soon because they always like, incorporate. <laughs> I do such. That would be, um, you should be there for that. <laughs> I'll be in line. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I'm, uh, or maybe the scrolls will have their own series. Who knows? Um, yeah. Ben Mendelssohn is hilarious. So his comic, his comedic timing is, is amazing. So, and people have said that to us to, to, to me before they're like, you guys should have your own show. <laughs> Cause the, the vibe yeah. is we kind of have that kind of witty banter back and forth kind of thing. And it's, so I'm like, yeah, I'd be down for that. Let's, uh, let's call Kevin Feige, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, but how annoying was that makeup? Like, was it a lot of time sitting not in the chair? Not annoying at all. And and I'm not just saying that, but again, it comes back to I am a fan. So when I was getting fitted for like the face cast and the lenses and the teeth, I was dorking out the entire time. I was just they had to <laughs> tell me to stop smiling because they're like, we, you need to just keep a straight face. Like every time the whole process was, I was behind the velvet curtain. I'm seeing like the wizard here. I'm seeing where all this magic is created of, that I've enjoyed my whole life, and then. And then getting makeup done in the um, set, you know, they, even the makeup artists are like, ah, you'll be annoyed by by the second or third time. And every day I'd just show up, plop with that face in that picture with Stanley. Hey, guys, let's go. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's <So>, all. <laughs> never annoying, even when it's hot and uncomfortable. But, 
you know, the funny thing is physically, yes, it's a little bit stressful when it's, when it's hot out, but, um, like I didn't realize how much I wanted it off until they started taking it off. Like once it's on, I'm fine. You know, once the lenses are in, I'm fine. I don't take them out. But like when they start to take it off and like they cut a hole and I can feel the air come into my head, then I'm like, oh, okay, you can hurry up and get this off me now. <laughs> Cause it's yeah. glued to your face. It's like literally they piece it's in pieces and they glue it on your face. So it's uh, pretty intense. <laughs> I yeah. think about it like that, but no, like a little bit. <laughs> in the moment, it, it didn't feel there was no. I wasn't impatient or like, oh no, I was so just thrilled to be there, and yeah, it was, yeah, I'm a geek, so you know, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> now speaking thing. of um, <laughs> speaking of fans and being fan geeked, we uh, I saw this uh, in the release we got from your from your press department, uh, and I didn't pick up the episode, so maybe you can help shed some. We're both huge Mungus fans of Shameless. Joel and I are big uh, fans of Shameless. Uh, Steve Howie is actually a, a friend of the show. He's been on twice. He's amazing. We love him. Um, tell us about your appearance on Shameless, because I don't remember where you were, but now i got to go back in the archives and check it out. And how was it like working <laughs> on that show? Oh, my God. I, I did a very small scene. It was a cancer support group. You'll probably remember, it's, the, it's I was working yes. with William H. Macy, and he's in the support group. And, yes. you, know, they, you know, that's got to suck when your tits are trying to kill you. That's got to suck. And he's going <laughs> to that scene, because uh, I give this heartfelt, like, you know, I can't fix this, you know. Um, so I forget which season. It's very early on. And my, it's so funny. My brother and his girlfriend are just catching up on that show, and they just – he just sent me a text last night. I, I forgot you were on that show, and guess what episode oh. I saw? <laughs> oh, wow. I think, the, I think the name of the episode is Three Balls or something like that, because he, he thinks he has um, prostate cancer or, something, or testicular cancer, and so I'm okay, in the support right. group with him. Yeah, and it was a very yeah, powerful scene. I mean, I actually, because I've, I've been in that situation, obviously I'm a cancer survivor, and, and part of the scene, they needed more dialogue, and I kind of, joked you know hey well you know i've been in the situation i can probably tell you what i would say and uh so i got to actually work with alex borstein was on set and i she pulled me aside and kind of like hey what do you think and so it was awesome because i love her i'm a mad tv fan so i've known her for you know from her work there and i've you know the whole the whole experience was extraordinary we um we certainly want to downplay uh, the situation um we, me and Joe and everybody that listens to our show, uh, I want to congratulate you for, for your for your survival of ovarian cancer. Oh, uh, it's huge, and it means a lot to us. It's just a great story, and one of the reasons we wanted to have you on, because as much as we're into the Marvel Universe, we're also into great stories. How has the survival and the, the just the dedication to live, how has that changed your perspective? In- uh, well, I mean, there's an immediacy things for sure um and it's not even though it might seem cliche it's it's actually not i mean even the idea of starting bald is beautiful and yeah i mean if you would have told me 10 years ago that i'd still be bald you know and doing what i'm doing i was not an actor and i had really long hair and i wore all black baggy men's clothes (laughs) so um you know i had this idea because of that experience specifically of losing my hair and and then ovaries and all these things that are supposed to define me as a woman and suddenly i had this this need, I was compelled to all these images coming at me telling me I'm not whole and I need this or that to be whole. And out of my control, those things are going away temporarily or permanently. And that just made me, you know, as, as a, you know, 
died in the wool feminist uh, since childhood also through my grandmother and my mother um I just knew I had to do something about it, and I just recognized the power of the visual media to change how we perceive ourselves and, and life experiences and each other. And I just was like, all right, I don't want to have a great idea and not do it. It was one of those things like, okay, I'm not going to go back to my quote-unquote regular life when I finish with this cancer thing. It's brought this inspiration in my life, and I want to do something about it. And that's awesome. why I started Bald is Beautiful. That's amazing. And um, it, 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 yeah, me and Jeff both have experience uh, with loved ones with cancer. Um, my my sister, um, she had breast cancer. She got diagnosed at 38, and she is a survivor now. And um, for a long time after she uh, was cancer-free, she chose to keep her hair short. And I just thought it was so powerful and so badass of her and it looked great too like she just owned it um but i i get what you're saying about the immediacy because you know she just lives her life to the fullest now like even more so than before um a very strong woman but you're the same way and what and you were diagnosed at at 28 which is i was 28 yeah so young um were there any warning signs or like what no, I mean, there's, that's, that's the thing with ovarian cancer is the symptoms are very easily attributed to non-malignant things. So no one wants to go from, I have a stomachache to, oh, that could be ovarian cancer. <laughs> and sure. they certainly don't talk about it enough. That's another thrust of what I do is through Bald is Beautiful is, is awareness for ovarian cancer in particular because nobody really talks about it. September is Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month, and it's kind of, you know, crickets, you know. And then October, the world turns pink and, you know, nothing against all that because, you know, everyone needs support. But, you know, give us a little love here, you know. (laughs) The ovaries are the source of life, you know. It's sort of, we're kind of important. Um, But, you know, so it sort of has that, it's that immediacy of, okay, um, how do we, I think we don't even have an early detection test, for example. So, there are symptoms, but there's no test that you can take. Ultimately, it's surgery, and they have to look at it under a microscope, and that's why it's always discovered, not always, but most of the time discovered late stage. I was stage 3C, and so and the survival rate is 30% at that point. So, and, wow. And if you detect it early, which is usually accidental or by luck, the odds go up to 90%. So you could see how much early detection, you know, everything you hear about breast cancer research and fundraising is, is true. Early detection is the key and we don't have that advantage at all with ovarian cancer. And that's, that's my main thing is not about the cure necessarily because treatments, you know, vary and they get better or worse or stay the same, but early detection is something that is just missing completely and that'll save more lives than anything else from my perspective anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'll hit you with a comment and then a question about the same subject. Uh, bald is beautiful indeed because you are a beautiful woman, even with the shaved head. It's a beautiful look. And it's, I like how you say, even love, with love the. It. See, I'm trying to get rid of that even with the. <laughs> right, but yeah. just, you know, Don't say that. But it's like, <laughs> right, yeah, no more of that. But you are uh, a very beautiful woman, and you're, uh, you know, very, uh, you're, you're very appealing with that. And that kind of leads me to the question of bold is beautiful. Uh, describe to us how it got started, who it helps. And and anybody out there listening, what kind of support it offers? 
Um, well, for me, for Bald is Beautiful, I'll, I'll kind of work my way a little bit backwards. Bald is Beautiful is just me at this point. I don't have like a staff or it's, I'm a one woman army, so to speak. And I have my website up and I, I respond to emails, you know, always personally, directly to everybody. And I get emails from people going through it and also people who are caregivers and also very important that they get support as well. Um, so I do that kind of outreach work and I've done public speaking and, and advocacy work. Um, and that's at baldisbeautiful.org. Org. Um, and how it got started was um, I, when I was going to lose my hair, uh, my uh, my mother's hairdresser, <laughs> who she's been going to for decades, told her to tell me to get my hair cut short first when before chemo started because when it starts to fall out, if it's really long, it'll just it'll look really bad on the pillow when I wake up. So if it's short, it'll at least be less of less literally physically less hair on the pillow, and it might be a little less terrifying. Um, and so I got a short haircut and, and that was cool. And I'd never cut my hair that short. It was like a pixie do. And I loved it actually. Um, that lasted <laughs> about nine days. Um, and then it really started to fall out and I had a minor freak out attack, panic a little bit like, Oh my God, it's going out. Um, and then I had a head shaving party, I had a haircut party and a head shaving party. Both times I just had everybody there and we made it. I decided, okay, this is happening. I'm going to control how I experience it. And that goes for the whole cancer experience as well, by the way, you know, this physical thing is happening out of our control, but our emotional and spiritual anatomy is what we can control. How we are going to move through this thing is what we can decide. And that's not to say we don't feel rage and pain and frustration and sadness and all that stuff and fear, but it's not attaching our identity and our experience to those feelings. We can just choose to love and joy ourselves through the experience as well. And that's how I'm going to walk through it. So that was kind of the, the principle behind, okay, well, I'm going to have a haircut party. I'm going to have a head shave party. And then when I was bald, like smooth, I decided, hey, I'm going to take some pictures of myself with no hair, like, like beauty shots like in my new form, you know, right. and so what feels more beautiful than getting pampered and getting your makeup and, you know, whatever. I, I was, I'm not particularly girly, so this is a quote-unquote girly <laughs> thing to do, but I said, you know, I'm, this is, I'm going to do something ungirly, so I'm going to, like, girly it up, you know, whatever that means, you know. Um, so I, I don't did know. this photo shoot, <laughs> and, I, and it felt beautiful. I felt great, you know. I felt really like I was doing something positive for myself, and I said, hmm, I, I wonder if other women have thought about, you know, doing it, doing something like this instead of being so afraid of it. I met women who covered every mirror in the house during treatment. And that was, you know, when I would hear more of these stories, that even fueled me even more to do Bald is Beautiful. Like, we need more images out there that are positive representations of being bald or being different that tell women, oh, instead of you're going to look ugly and you have to wear this scarf and you're going to be gray, pallid, you know, sickly woman. No, I'm going to throw on some hoop earrings and a little mascara or eyeliner and, you know, stand tall with or without my hair, either way. But so I was just like, what if other women knew that they could have this empowering experience instead of feeling ugly and like they have to go cower away in shame and protect other people from our bald head? Um, so that was one of the sparks, and then I I did a I went to a play reading with the actors who were doing the show Wit, in down in Florida. I was in Miami for a week. That became three years visiting my parents, and our picture. My I shaved the actor's head, and that picture ended up on the cover of the Arts and Leisure section of the Miami Herald. And the response was incredible. Like people were calling my parents. First of all, they didn't know I was sick, and then they were so they were calling about that. But they said this picture of these two bald women laughing their heads off 
just is so joyful. I'm going to send it to my aunt who's going through treatment and it'll make her feel better. And that just really clicked. Oh, the power of the image to change our perception of ourselves and each other. Bam. When I finish with this cancer thing, I'm doing bald is beautiful. So that's the genesis of how it happened. And then when I did finish the cancer thing, I pretty much worked on writing a mission statement, so to speak, of what is bald is beautiful going to be about in terms of using the visual media, TV, film, print, modeling, acting, to put the image out there in these ways. And I took some photos and slapped the mission statement on the back and just started pounding the pavement back in New York City, um, trying to find, connect with people who would support it and get it. And, and, and it just kind of took off from there. And it's uh, been, that's 2002-ish, so it's been uh, 17 years. Wow, so absolutely long. amazing. <laughs> um, again, I will implore people that are listening in that have not seen it. It is www.baldisbeautiful.org. Visit it. I did uh, today and the day before. The pictures are beautiful. It's very inspirational. It gives you a great feeling inside. If you're doing the battle, check out the site and just look at Sharon and the positivity that she brings off. It is amazing. Good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to add, it's so cool that you had a party, because I know when um, my sister shaved her head, we it was just me, my sister, and her husband, and we got in her room, and she bled Foo Fighters, my hero, <laughs> and we just went for it, and we were just, like, cheering her on, but it, it was just us three, and I think it would be it would be cool and just more supportive if more people could, could get together because it's such a big step, you know, you're braving meditation and you're just going for it at that point because, you know, it's yeah. inevitable. You're taking control and, um, of a moment that, that you feel like is out of your control. And I've done, I've actually, I've actually done chemo buddy stuff and I've taken a woman, some friends, friends send people to me all the time and I've taken women for haircuts. Like we'll go to like a really expensive barbershop or whatever salon and we'll schedule it we're, we're gonna it's like this fancy pants place but we're just getting a head shave and i bring a pair of hoop earrings you know and one of the first yeah. times i did it was extraordinary because it was just she was laughing and smiling and crying throughout and we took pictures and we, i look back at the pictures of my own head shaving and haircut um, party so to speak and they're, they're so joyful there's there's joyful tears even though there's some tears in the pictures there's also joy and it's like, oh, okay, this can I can flip the script on this whole thing and do it the way I want to do it. And it's sort of, you know, this woman was I, that I did it with, she was just surprised. She was like, I can't believe that I'm walking around. She had huge curly brown hair and just, her hair was her thing, you know. And she was terrified about it. But when she walked outside back in New York, she was like, I can't believe I'm feeling happy and great about myself with no hair right now and <laughs> she we were just walking down the street and she's feeling the air on her head just that sensation too i'm sure your sister can relate to that like wow the nerve endings on my head they're so sensitive this is amazing i'm feeling everything yeah my first shower and, without and hair the, you probably ask her about her first shower without hair yeah <laughs> for sure and i want to say uh the makeup thing as well because you know she had um she went to this group and they offered uh medicines and and now her makeup is like oh, it looks beautiful just because she learned so much um during that time. So uh yeah, no, that's so empowering and um just thank you for being such a big part for cause and, and everything and you are just I'm glad such your a sister's okay. What's your sister's name? Yeah. Uh Angel. 
Angel, I hope she's listening. <laughs> yeah. Angel, hi, Angel. Oh, thank you so much. She's a huge Marvel fan, too. I think she's going to be Oh, right on. Stoked. Cool. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Jeff got out. Are you still there, Sharon? I'm here. Jeff yeah, got I'm out for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Here I am. You were talking. I did. I hit, <laughs> I hit my pause button because I didn't want anybody to hear me a minute ago. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, I uh, <laughs> lost my father to cancer a few years back. So I, I totally understand mm. the – I mean, I don't really understand the physical end of it, but you do understand the, the struggle of the families. And, again, we congratulate you on your strength your survival and how you've turned it into just an outstanding career. And and speaking of the career, uh, any other projects coming up? You got anything coming up in the near future that we can expect to see when anything you're working on? I've uh, got a couple of things, not some of them I can't talk about, but um, I'm there's a sci-fi little indie thing. And then, um, well, I can't really say anything about Spider-Man, which I just did. <laughs> but oh, anyway. yeah. <laughs> Captain um, Marvel you know, 2, watch Marvel maybe? movies, you know, to uh, we'll stay till after the credits. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, I'm so excited. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a dynamite yeah, drop. Was, you know, it's uh, back to the old, uh, back to the hustle. You know, just like everything. It's um, yeah, keep doing. I'm, I'm doing a show actually here on the West Coast. That's going to be. It's happening this week and next. Um, stage performance ensemble piece, which has been great, and so. Yeah, but otherwise just hitting hitting the ground running. That's awesome. And I, I got to throw this in because you just said it. I did not see the new Spider-Man movie yet. You're in the new movie? Uh, maybe. Am I? I don't know. Am I? Uh, Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, now I got to get out and see it. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for you. But uh, yeah, that wasn't a spoiler alert anybody. <laughs> but you know how to watch a Marvel movie, so I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you watch. And it's funny because everybody that I knew – on Facebook kept saying, remember to stay through the credits. Yeah, all of the credits all lights up on the theater. Don't leave until the lights are up. <laughs> yep. I just did that with Stranger Things, and I missed a huge plot twist. I don't know if you're a fan, but that was like the, I love the that show, show yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, a huge plot at the end. Won't spoil it, but uh, <laughs> I went to get out and see it from home. It, it's in the theaters now, right? Is that correct? The Stranger Things, or are you talking about Spider-Man? The, uh, Spider-Man. Stranger Things on Netflix. But yeah, Spider-Man's out. It came out July 2nd. I also oh, okay. just saw Toy yeah. Story, you know, Toy Story 4, same thing. Like, I don't know, I, I can't, I don't understand people leaving during credits on movies where you know there's going to be stuff during, before, during, and after the credits, like, and they're fun and hilarious. Even the Pixar thing at the end, at the very, very end of the Toy Story thing as, as, a, as a great little variation, little twist, not twist, but like a little taste of, anyway, it's, so if you see Toy Story 4, which, by the way, is awesome. Um, uh, yeah, same thing with the credits there. So, like, enjoy. You're welcome. Hi, <laughs> <Well, I have laughs> fans. fans. You can expect to see Sharon in uh, Spider-Man and the upcoming Captain Marvel 2 in theaters near you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from your lips to Kevin Feige's ears, my friend. <laughs> there you go. I agreed. Um I know last time we scheduled to have you on, we had a little glitch. We we uh, didn't get you on right away. I can't thank you enough for being patient, sticking with us, and, and coming on because I got to tell you, absolutely amazing. You are lovely. The interview has been terrific, and we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. Perfect sure. timing. Everything worked out perfectly. Terrific. Um, and when uh, 
when these other movies come out that you're not in, hint, hint, <laughs> would you like to come back and do it with us again? Absolutely. Please do. Give me a call. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> oh, we would love that. Everybody in the Yosho universe and the Marvel universe, Sharon Blinn, ladies and gentlemen. Sharon, thank you so much Woo. for coming on, and we'll talk soon. Have yourself a great evening. Thank you, Yosho. All right. I would like that. She's good at it. She's show, Yosho. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to make that a sound bite, if you don't mind, and, and advertise that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> awesome. Sharon, thank you again so much. You were amazing. Have yourself a great night. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Jewel Tatey. What a swell. She's sweetheart. Absolutely love that. Um, I kind of wish I would have asked 100 more questions because I could probably ask 100 more. She's funny. She's clever. She's strong. She's sweet. Beautiful, beautiful woman. Sharon Blinn. Well worth the wait, unfortunately. Um, just great. What would you think? I could have talked to her all night. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I said a lot, but no, she's so cool, oh. and she has so many great stories, and man, what a woman. I am, I'm so excited to see Spider-Man. Uh, yes. I'm just... Why? Uh, she's not in that. Now. <laughs> sure. I'm so excited that she kind of spilled the beans a little bit, because you know, a lot of people come on our show and are always very tight-lipped about their future, and even though she didn't say she was in it, she kind of said she was in it. Listen to playback. She was really great, though. That was so awesome. And I, I like the fact that she's a fan of Marvel Comic as well as being in it. I like that she's a fan of the kind of stuff we dig because it's awesome. And it makes it easier to talk to. And it was kind of like hanging out, talking with a good friend of yours and just, you know, having a great conversation. is on the show. What's that? is on the show. That is how we do it on the O show. It's funny because we both, you know, me and you are sitting across from each other. We're obviously geeked out, but we compose ourselves and end up having a pretty good conversation. I I love the fact she was on Shameless. I know the episode. I'm going to go back and watch it again now to kind of check it out. Um, She's great. And again, to her and to anybody out there who is surviving or fighting for their lives right now, check it out. www.baldisbeautiful.org. It is uh, Sharon's website dedicated to motivational words, inspiring pictures, and just really encouraging people to survive and confide in, in other people that are fighting the same fight. So out- outstanding. Just great job, Sharon. Thank you. And I love that idea of like a party too, because a lot of times like you have support, but maybe not the entire time. Maybe when it's like, all right, now I'm to the point, maybe I need some support. Like, no, you should have that from the very beginning and you should have all the benefits that come your way because there is a lot out there. You have to do some research. If you if you don't have the strength, like have someone, have a loved one do it for you. But there are so many resources and people out there who will help you. And, um, you know, you're not alone. And uh, Sharon's just proof of this and she's just still just putting that message out there. So, we appreciate her very much. Agreed. And she corrected me with the even with the, and I, you know, I didn't really mean it to come out that way. She's just, she's a beautiful woman. It's just, you know, it, it, it comes out sometimes and we don't think about it, uh, you know, like more awareness and everything like this. Like it is the norm and it's, you know, it does happen and it's just, I know you didn't mean anything, but you know what I mean? It's just like, 
the flip of the I don't know. It's the um <laughs> it's why a lot of why a lot of people tell me that uh we should record and edit our show instead of going live. <laughs> yeah. Go live and that that's part of it. And definitely no um edit. Like, like I said, I'm amazed by Sharon in many ways. Uh very talented, great talker, great time sweetheart. So again, thank you very much for that. And and just thank you to anybody that takes time to be listens to our show. We really appreciate it. We geeked, so to say, about it. We, uh, like I said, we took a little hiatus. Um, not that anything was wrong. We didn't have any real problems or issues. We just kind of got into some real life things and took a little time off. And they said, right, I ran Jewel while we're taking the time off. And I'm like, uh, we're going to come back. And you know, she's like, I don't, I don't want to. And I'm like, no, you have to. And she's like, well, if they get another host, because I hate you and I told her I hated her too, and, and it was a big contract demand of hers with the M and M's, and you know it gets sloppy, but we fixed it. Here we are. First step to find like two cases of high life, probably some shots at the bar. The demands were crazy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's go from the very serious and very heartfelt stories that we have to the world's probably most ridiculous story. I found this, I sent it to Jewel, and I sure as hell hope she read it, because we got a new song coming out, ladies and gentlemen. Not the exact date, but heavy metalist Cannibal Corpse and rap star Nicki Minaj have collaborated on a brand new song. Mm. And it's about about eating ace. No, we had a I, wholesome program going for like about oh, it's nine o'clock. Shit, it's a fan. Well, that's right. Your that's why I got through the curveball. <laughs> we're we're paying pay nine. No disrespect to the listeners, but it's entertainment news. Uh, Death Metal <laughs> band Corpse and pop singer Nicki Minaj are working on a surprising collaboration, first from a mutual appreciation of quote ass eating. <laughs> Their representative uh, and uh, rep- record labels confirmed earlier today. Here's a quote. Eating human asses has been a subject of rumination throughout our band's entire existence, said Cannibal Court member Alex Webster. Nikki's lyrical fantasy of getting her ass eaten is pretty twisted, and we thought we could do some great stuff with her. Jewel Tady, without staring off every member of our audience... Shed some kind of light on this ridiculous <laughs> upcoming song. In lyrics, oh god! <laughs> I, I saw the story. I'm, I'm like, actually I'm a Nicki Minaj fan, so this is just a little much for me. I I can't get down with it. I'm definitely not going to the club and dancing to this shit. So <laughs> what? <laughs> I uh, I mean, I I'm not an anti Minaj. I think she's sexy, and she's got a nice rear end. But I I'm not putting my face, not putting my face in it. Not putting my face in anybody's rear end. Sorry, call me what you will. (laughs) That's not my bag, and um, I'm interested to hear this uh, song. And how I have some lyrics. I'm not even. I usually go off on the lyrics, but I'm not even saying these ones. Not. I not dare you. Saying. 
Not tonight. There's a champagne bottle with Miller High Life in it for you if you <laughs> recite these lyrics. What? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> <Probably more. laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, 7-0-5-4-2-4-3-1-2. If you want to hear Joel Tatey state those lyrics, speak up. 7-6-0-5-4-2-4-3-1-2. Call in and tell us you want Joel Tatey to recite the lyrics of the current ass-eating song. <laughs> Her face is like priceless. She's like absolutely shocked. Hey, it's not. It's, it's not like the favorite. worst thing I've ever read. It's nuts. <laughs> it's like the worst. It's the worst thing I've ever read. Gosh. Really? All right. Moving on. All right. Let's get on to that Jewel Tatey Willie. <laughs> like that is a dynamite lead-in right there. But uh, <laughs> anyway, a new thing that. Jewel might eat that I might eat is anything. That's right. A new drug can let us eat anything without weight. Research might have finally cracked the code to gorging with a consequence. Um, and of course, you know, a lot of people struggle to lose weight or even their weight for a number of different reasons, said the research Damien Keating of the Flint University of uh, Science. Um, findings in a study can mean developing a pill which would target the function of Arcan 1 and a result in weight loss. Jewel Tatey, if you could take a pill. Oh, I'm sorry. If you could take a pill. <laughs> if you could take a pill and it would help you <laughs> actually lose weight while you're eating, would you? Oh, get out of here. I would eat. Oh, God. All the beer and pizza. Fine. Come on. But well, I would eat all these things and then feel good because I'm not gaining weight. But, like, what the hell happens to your cholesterol? They can't just stop that. What happens to your heart? Thank you. That's one of my questions. As great as it sounds, to be able to eat all this without gaining weight still can't be very healthy for you. No. I mean, I would for the amount, like, a normal person eat, like, Hey, I'm gonna have a couple extra beers or like that second slice of pizza. But what if you're like gorging on all this shit and yeah, you know, that can't what I would it. do is I would take this pill and I would eat pizza, drink beer, eat burgers, and knowing that the pizza won't make won't make me gain weight, I'll probably even eat Nicki Minaj's ass. Who knows? Oh my god, <laughs> you know, coming. That was. You did not know it was coming, because you were getting excited about food. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to totally different. Well, I'm going to Nashville this weekend, and I'm going to gorge my ass off whether you know, I have this pill or not. So I'm trying to be good until I get there. And no, I'm not saying this to be um, smart or trying to score brownie points. She has been losing some weight. She looks phenomenal. Very oh, happy thank for you. her. Congratulations, George. She looks terrific. It's she always stress. looks terrific. <laughs> What's that? It's called stress. New diet. Oh, well, that'll do it. I'm, I'm going to start stressing myself out because I'm getting chubbier by the minute. I, uh, speaking of getting chubbier by the minute, we'll talk about this while we're on the food subject. Not quite sure what you did. I know 4th of July I did my usual thing 
I go to my wife's grandparents and we do the cookout. I, I got stuck on it this year. It is what it is. Burgers, hot dogs, potato salad. Her grandmother makes these like homemade beans with um, with bacon, bacon grease, and onions. Ooh. It is so good. And I'm a bean person. Man. If I was tearing in, she bakes a bunch of homemade goodies. So she made these cookies, jewel. Double chocolate with a salted caramel center. I'm telling you, the woman just had a terrific piece. It was incredible. So thank Randy for that. The wife made a great snack, too. It was uh, crackers with brujou, pepper jack cheese, and that spice jelly, that spicy jelly. Amazing. So much great food. I ate myself senseless. How was your fourth of July? Did you have great food? Did you have a great time? Um, yeah, it was fun. I was actually like in the pool the whole time, so that was nice. I never really get in the pool, but uh, I cooked the um, I made I made the pasta salad and potato salad. It wasn't the best, but you know, I bacon and egg is out, and then I put pepperoni and cheese in my pasta salad because I like mm, it. That sounds great. I love that. Yeah. With that. Ingredients. <laughs> no, so no, burgers, no good time. Uh, my brother was in charge of the burgers. They came out good. He he had some stuff and stuff. So yeah, it was a. Uh, I kind of I was tired by the end of the day though. I guess the heat and the sun and the poor drinking it got to me. Fall asleep early. Yeah, I hear you. The, the beauty of um, so I never noticed because every year it's kind of like this ongoing joke that nobody actually wants to work. Grill at Grandma's party, and I knew going in the regular cook was not coming this year. And I kept telling my wife, I know I'm going to be on the grill. And she said, No, my dad's got it. And bless him, he lasted 10 minutes and walked away. So I was on the grill. But it, it's kind of a catch 22. I made way too much. I made way too many burgers, way too many. There's a ton. But you make them, you put them on the plate, the wife carries them in, people attack. But then at the end, you're there by yourself. I sat at the table nice. I ate my burger, two burgers to be exact, a hot dog, and all my other goodies. Question for you. Are you the kind of person that immediately attacks when it comes out, or do you just kind of sit back and wait and are slow eating? you just attack the barbecue when it comes out? I actually didn't eat all. I had one bite of the. By the time I like, got everything together, after the fireworks and everything, I made myself a plate, and I had one bite, and I, I just, I was done. I just fell asleep. And that's not like me. Wow. I like so, yeah, I, I was not feeling well. But um, I, I have to say, with the fireworks being legal, we didn't even have to go anywhere for the 4th because they were all over, like, everywhere. Absolutely. Big ones. My and dogs huge... were going nuts. Yeah, same here. Uh, huge thanks to uh, Billy. Oh, Philly's listening, but he brought some awesome fireworks this year. Almost like the authentic kind to see at the games. I mean, the big bang, mm-hmm. they go up with the huge colors and they're legal. Um, and it's terrific, and I really enjoyed it. And I, I know a lot of people were out doing it this year. My public service announcement is, though, it was like five days ago, stop setting them off because my dog is really losing his shit. <laughs> I swear to God. And my dog. My dog barks so loud, and it just echoes in this house. So it's like, oh, oh, like every time. So it's all night, like 
barking, barking. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I feel bad because they're shaking. And, you know, sometimes they yeah. pee because they're so scared. And you just have yes. to, like, hug them. <laughs> Aww. We're pups. Mine's a little, y- Mine's a little yippy dogs. So you can imagine that. <laughs> it makes you crazy. Yeah, I don't know which is worse. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a tie. Really, I, you know. So, um, real quick, in case anybody is not tuning in, the um, tonight is the uh, Major League Baseball home run hitting contest. Apparently, the, the person everybody was piling in to see, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., is absolutely killing it. I think he hit 29 first-round home runs, which is a record. So, that's pretty wild. That's on ESPN. Um, just great stuff right is there. Is Bryce in it? Bryce is not in. Bryce is not even in the All Star game. And it's funny because that was a story I was going to sneak in there. Apparently, Bryce Harper, his face and his likeness is appearing on all the All Star game banners for advertising, and he's not in the game. Who is Romuto? Romuto is the Philly representative, and uh, I'm okay with that. I love Romuto, but um, yeah, he does the work. He sure does. I, I like him a lot. Um. Yeah, that the also game of course is tomorrow night. The uh what Jewel, if you can get this. I know she's not listening and I'm gonna yell at her later, but uh she's trying to take me to a meditation class tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Meditation like class? is it like goat meditation? Is it like yoga? Like what is happening? It is um I search into my email here. I'll probably be able to pick this thing out because I got they sent me like eighteen e- emails. Sorry, since um, trying to find it. Little finding it music. Here it is. Trans transcendental meditation. It's not what you're gonna say. Transcendental <laughs> meditation. Um. Yeah, so I've gotten all these emails, and then I'm kind of thinking, yeah, she'll forget about it. And then today we made the trip down to Baltimore to visit her brother. Um, it was a great time, by the way. Really enjoyed it. But um, she said, oh, I'm taking Jeff to a meditation class tomorrow. And my heart pretty much sunk, so I was really hoping she forgot about it. But she didn't. You just have to be open to it. I just recently read a book. It was called Open Wide. And it really just, like... It's not necessarily self-help. It's just awareness. And I feel like it helped me. And I'm a pretty, I just, I'm not like a yogi or anything, but I do enjoy yoga for the peace that it will bring me eventually. Like, I know if I do do the the work, if I do do the exercises, like, it, it does have nothing but benefits for me. So if you just go in with an open mind, and an open heart. If love you give, will receive love. <laughs> wow, that was like the worst speech I've ever heard. Um, it's funny, you read a book called uh, Open Wide. I just watched a video called Open Wide, and it had a totally <laughs> different meeting. It had a young college girl trying to earn tuition. Needless to say, it ended quite different. I'm <laughs> the last part no, you just have to go in and be present. That's all you have to do. Just like be a part of the process. 
I doubt it. <laughs> Pretty sure I'll be out of there. I hope she's got a ride home. <laughs> I don't see do some chakra work. Open up all your chakras. Yeah, maybe. Not a bad idea. Oh, um, one thing I wanted to announce. Not sure if he's listening in. But a former guest of ours, a great friend of mine, uh, Mr. Mark Namaro, who was our hockey expert in a hockey episode with us earlier in the year, he's getting married this Friday. This Friday is his wedding. Um <laughs> I got uh, nominated to be somebody's M1, so I will be attending. Very excited. Uh, so congratulations to Mark and Jill beforehand. We're at Matt, uh, Matt's. Jesus Christ, I forgot his name that fast. We're at Mark's bachelor party um, last weekend. There was a lot of fun. Had some beers, hung out, talked, did a little eating, had a great time. I thanked him again for being on the show. We talked about a little rehash. Um, he said he hates Jewel. Um, I'm like, you know, everybody hates Jewel. I'm blaming you. <laughs> No, he was very uh, proud of your. He's very proud of your vast hockey knowledge. I am sure. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Wow, he's like, where'd you find a girl who is uh, both attractive and a tremendous hockey knowledge person?" And I said, "I did. I found Jewel." Yeah, well, in fact, I played hockey. I don't know about hockey. I played so there. I enjoy hockey. Um, one more little side note is we're going to be up soon. Um, we don't have the date set yet, but we're going to be bringing back one of our absolute favorite performers to the show. Willis and the Night. Um, Willis will be back. But a big announcement for them, Jewel Tady, and I'm sure you've heard. Uh, they have rearranged the band. They're going a little bit of a different sound. So it is now Lilith, a.k.a. Tanya, and her sister Lauren uh, will be a member of the band as well. And Adam is still there as well. It's a little more of a new format we're going to be having them on the show coming up real soon. We're going to have Tanya and Lauren come on. They're going to talk to us about the new direction of the band and uh, what we can expect. And um, I'll just sit here and listen to two beautiful women with lovely British accents because that's my purpose. But that'll be coming on real soon. We'll uh, let you know for the date. Um, stay informed with us, and we will continue to post because right now our date's coming up in the air. The calendar is all over the board as we try to lock in dates upcoming guests and, uh, you know, try to figure out when me and Jewel are uh, able to come join us. But we're back tonight. We're going to be back on a regular basis again. So just uh, stick around. Stay tuned. Right, Jewel? Hell yeah. It's summer, so a lot of things are popping off, but we're trying to get stuff in order. This has been one hell of a busy summer. Like I said, already over the last few days we did... Fourth of July celebration. We had our friends Brian and Christy come in from uh, Staten Island. So we made a trip up to uh, my absolute favorite place. That if you're in the Philly area, I'm going to announce it again the Union Tap House in Maniunk. The absolute best wings in all the city. Union Is that Tap the House. Uh, yeah, that's the one in Maniunk. That's the original. Oh, okay. My um, very good friend of mine, Bill Newman, and his wife Stephanie are now the proprietors. They do an awesome job. They got a Great beer selection. The wings are out of this world. So if you're in the area for a Philly person listening in, Union Tap House in Maniac, got to check out the wings. All great varieties, flavors, lots of terrific beer. Check that out. We did that on Friday. Uh, Saturday, my wife, a um, couple of her nieces and nephews, whatever, birthdays. We got together with the whole gang there. We did that Saturday. Uh, today, like I said, trip to Baltimore. Just whirlwind of us and a lot more to go. 
I know. It's been uh, pretty crazy on this end, too. So <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, man. It, it's always something. And Jewel Tatey uh, has a trip coming up, Nashville, Tennessee. Jewel, tell people a little something about what you're uh, hoping for and what's on the agenda for your trip to Tennessee. Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm just so excited for food and music and nightlife. And I think the bar is up and up. I know there's a, a Jack in the Box there and a White Castle. A Jack a in the Box. And a Coyote Ugly. I know. Now, that's like, what? cool. I haven't had a Jack in the Box in so long. I can't even tell you the last time. That's pretty awesome. I've never, never had. had. Wow. So I'm going to pig out like no other. Got Very cool. cool cowboy boots. I really want to oh, see some of picture. our guests. So, I, I mean, if any of you guests are listening, Taylor Gale, Bella, like, Cherish Lee, where are you? Because I'm going to look you guys up and, and try to hunt you down and go see you perform. Agree. Yeah, we would, that would be absolutely amazing. So, you know, keep an eye peeled. Maybe catch a little footage of. Uh, one of our previous guests in action. That would be absolutely cool. It's become one of the hot spots in the U.S. right now at the party, Nashville, Tennessee. It seems like a lot of people are making their way out there, so that's awesome. I know. I'm excited. Everyone I tell them, like, Nashville, and they're like, oh, my God, that's like the new New Orleans. Like, it's so it much is. fun. It is. That's Johnny what Cash I call it. It is. Oh. I swear. Certainly. So it'll be a blast to blast. Tell you all I'll about be, it next week. I'll be hiding in the, I'll be hiding in the trunk because I want to be there as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is only the second time I've been on a plane ever in my whole life. You're flying. What's fancy? Yeah, you know, once when I was 16 to go to Disney World, but this is the second time. I'm a little freaked out. So pray for me. I will pray for you. Flying is a little intimidating. I've done it a couple <laughs> times. Not a lot. I've done it a couple times, and uh, definitely something. Um, over the last few days, we did officially sample the first beer from the upcoming Loso Brewing Company. Very good. We're pretty much there. We're a little tweak away from coming out with our very first beer. Very good as well. Um, so just great, huge news. Follow us. We've got so much going on. We love bringing it to you. We're going to get more great guests. We're going to be doing stuff on the O Show. Uh, normally we're two hours tonight. We're going to cut it short. It's about 925. We're going to call it a night here. Very humongous thank you to our guest Sharon Blinn. You can catch her in Captain Marvel, possibly in the credits of the new Spider-Man movie, so go check that out. And of course she'll be in Captain Marvel 2, which she actually she couldn't announce, but I can pretty much read between the lines that that'll be coming <laughs> sometime soon. For sure. Absolutely. Don't forget www.baldisbeautiful.org All about uh, cancer survival and support uh, from Sharon's uh, dealings with ovarian cancer. So that's great stuff as well. Thank you again to Sharon. And thank you again for the uh, representatives at Jessica Katz Public Relations that bring us these great guests. Uh, Jules Dog seems like he's losing it. Guess we got some fireworks action going on yet again. Fireworks. That's what happened. So it happens here in Bucks County. It's fireworks 24-7. I tell you. That never dies. So uh, that's it for tonight. Thank you again for joining us. For Jeff the Shark Perini and Jill Tady, I'm going to wish you all a very great evening and remind you, all of you, and this definitely goes for people posting shit on Facebook, don't be a douche. And be nice to people.
Even the shitty ones. Even the shitty ones, and even they sold the little fireworks six days after the holiday. <laughs> Good night, Bucks County. Bye bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.